Today in the podcast, we're going to be talking about light. We're going to be talking about solar eclipses, and we're going to be talking about what legacy we can live as Christians. So it's time for Table Talk. Welcome to Table Talk with Mike and Angela, a weekly conversation focused on helping you understand more about the Bible, faith, and what it means to live a faithful life. And now, here are your hosts, Pastors Mike Holly and Angela Martin. All right, so we have a, a theme song. This is Mike, and I want to welcome you to our uh, podcast called Table Talk, and I'm here with... Angela. Wonderful, and we're glad that you're here with us today. We have been um, setting up this podcast to follow through the book, The Bible in 10 Words. And so today we are encountering this first word, light is the first word. The first thing that God does on the first day of creation is to speak light into existence. Light is, in a way, the first word. The very first word that is spoken is, let there be light. It's a foundational word. And I find it interesting that the first thing that God does in creation is create light. It's not land. It's not animals. It's not Adam and Eve. It's not even sweet tea. You know, I remember growing up, there was a, a song and it was uh, and one of the things it says is on the eighth day, God made sweet tea. Now, I haven't read that in Genesis, but. Yeah, but, you know, that's part of the Bible of the South. The sure. Bible of the South. There you go. Scripture. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, in the creation of light, um, the laws of physics are put in place, right? We have these photons jumping from God's lips and the speed of light and all of this. And so you have these uh, laws of physics that are put into place, but also there are some spiritual foundations that are put in place. And Darren Spoo says that there are three spiritual foundations. The first one is that the universe is good and it is a gift from a loving God. And not just when God creates light, but seven times with each day of creation, God pronounces his creation good. And we know that in the Bible, the number seven is the number for uh, perfection and completeness. And so hidden within that pronouncement, seven times this is good, uh, we also hear that it is enough that God's creation is perfect and complete, and it is enough. Uh, the second uh, spiritual foundation is that God is unique, and we see this in the person of Jesus Christ. God comes in the flesh to us in Jesus Christ, and we learn about not just who Jesus Christ is, but we learn about who God is uh, through his life and his death and his resurrection. And then the third spiritual foundation is that God is patient. God creates light, and he calls it a day. Um, I would venture to say God could have created everything that he wanted to create on that very first day. But God revels in his creation. God is patient. He's in the moment. Um, and so he creates light and then calls it a day. And all throughout the Old Testament, we hear how light is desired, how uh, light is affirmed uh, as being related to God and is God. We hear in Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? 
Uh, Psalm 119.5, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Then in the New Testament, we have Jesus, the word made flesh. We have his arrival described as light. Uh, the people who live in darkness have seen a great light. Um, and I like the whole thing about the, the thread of light that runs from the Old Testament to the New Testament. This idea that Adam and Eve, humankind, was created in light. Uh, and then when you get to the New Testament, even though they chose darkness, uh, in the New Testament we have this second opportunity through Jesus Christ to choose light, to mm. embrace light again. So, you know, here we are 2,000 years after Jesus was, was the light, and we have this opportunity to embrace him and embrace the hope and the peace and the grace that he, he, he gives to us. And in ways, I think in our next segment, we're going to talk really uh, more clearly about what it means to be a person who lives in the light and of the light of Jesus. But before we get there, we want to share with you a, a highlighted ministry, a featured ministry that does a lot of good and I think brings some light into the world. So uh, we're going to take a break and let Stanley and JT share this with you. All right, Stanley, tell me what you know about diapers. Well, JT, if you have toddlers, you know that diapers are expensive, they can be gross, and you need a lot of them. <laughs> well, I don't have kids, but all I know about diapers is that they're expensive and that if you're on food stamps, diapers are not covered under food stamps. And that's why we're really thankful that here at the church, we are able to partner with a ministry called Bundles of Hope that help people get diapers, people that are in need and people who can't afford it, help them get diapers. And they're doing a big fundraiser right now that we can be a part of. Yes, they are doing the Stuff the Bus fundraiser. There's gonna be a bus on 280 and their hope is to stuff that bus full of diapers. Their goal is 350,000 diapers that they can collect on that bus and then give out to people in our community who are in need of those diapers. That's right, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers right now. It says that uh, over the last couple of weeks, they've sent 25,000 diapers to Louisiana for the hurricane relief. Each month, they give out 7,000 diapers here at our local food pantry alone and their monthly distribution looks like a hundred thousand diapers and pull-ups a month there is a huge need so if you are interested in donating uh some things that you can do is you can look them up online their website is called bundlesdiaperbank.org that's bundlesdiaperbank.org or you can look them up on their facebook page at their facebook page is bundles of hope diaper bank again that is bundles of hope diaper bank or if you can't figure any of that out you can always just bring diapers and pull-ups here to the church at buff park united Methodist church and we will make sure that it gets to the bundles of hope people and so we are so thankful for your donations in advance. And we are so thankful for Bundles of Hope for partnering with us and helping fill this huge need in our community. So we're back to light, Angela. And think about when God creates light. You know, before God speaks on the first day of creation, the Bible says in Genesis that the earth was a formless void and it was covered in darkness. And I find it very interesting that the very first thing that God does in creating light, 
doesn't get rid of the darkness, but it separates it. You know, there's a period of the day where, where, you know, in a way we've got light with us. And then there's also a period of the day where we don't have light with us. The darkness is there. God separates light from darkness, just like we experience night and day, but it doesn't get fully eradicated. Darkness is still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my initials are AM and my husband's initials are PM. And I say often that we are as different as night and day uh, in our opinions and, and thoughts and choices sometimes. But we do carry uh, that theme of night and day, dark versus light into so many areas of our life. We describe good and evil you know, with uh, dark and light. The good guy wears white, the bad guy wears black. We use darkness to describe difficult times and experiences. St. John of the Cross spoke of the dark night of the soul. Hmm. And I've heard people, you know, lately say that it feels like we are in a dark time right now with the pandemic, uh, the division in our country, and all that's going on. It feels like a dark time. And so we that leads us into describing our emotions in terms of darkness or light and bright. Psalm 88, 18 says, darkness is my only friend. Hmm. And there are days when we feel like that for sure. But then on the flip side, we say things like, my future's so bright, I got to wear shades. <laughs> yes, that's a hip saying right now. Um, that actually makes me think about the solar eclipse from uh, a couple of years ago. Some of you uh, probably remember that and maybe even went outside like we did. I know a few people who drove up to like Chattanooga or somewhere in Nashville to try to get right in the line of where you got the perfect view of the eclipse. And, you know, we didn't do that. We just went to the front uh, of the church uh, near the fire lane in front of the office area. And um, we were out there standing in front of the church in the middle of the day with our special solar eclipse 3D shades on. And I know we looked so cool out there. <laughs> I'm sure that the people passing by in their cars got a good laugh out of that. But I think about that a lot, you know, especially in terms of light and darkness. For those people who were in that line where, where they got the full view of the eclipse, you know, they couldn't see the sun itself. They did see light emanating from around the moon. They saw the, the haze or the halo uh, of the sun around there. The, the, the light wasn't completely gone. It was dark in that area. In fact, I even heard stories about in the in the line uh, where where the eclipse was total that all of a sudden you started hearing insects start you know singing or whatever they're doing um, and making noise because it was nighttime, right? But if you just looked up with your special glasses, of course, we don't want to look at the sun without those. Um, there was still light there. You could still see the light shining out of the darkness. And I think that our experience of darkness as people of faith is kind of like that. You know, we may live through a dark period, like you're saying, whether it be right now or whether we've done it before, um, but the light is right there. 
rays are still getting past some of the darkness. And just like light is separated from day, we know that eventually darkness will fade and light will shine. There will be a sunrise on every darkness that we experience. The legacy of of the light in scripture is in one way how light itself continues to give each generation hope and peace. You know, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. Yeah, and we are that legacy of light, aren't we, right? We're called to live as children of the light. Paul says that the fruit of the light is goodness and righteousness and truth. We're called to be good for the world. Uh, The same Jesus who says to us, I am the light of the world, turns uh, to his followers there in the Sermon on the Mount and says, you are the light of the world. My son had a t-shirt when he was in high school that said, uh, be the moon, reflect the sun, S-O-N, which Mm. was just another way of saying, you know, be, be a child of the light, right? Reflect Christ light. And so we're called to be good, good for the world. Uh, And then righteousness. Righteousness is our relationship with God. It's not an attitude. It's not an attitude of being uh, holier than thou with one another. Righteousness is being in right relationship with God. 1 John 2, 9 says that anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother or sister is still in the darkness. And so we strive to be in relationship with God so that we can be in right relationship with one another. And then finally, uh, truth. And Darren Spoo has a few things to say about truth. First of all, he says that everything that is true about Jesus is true about God. If we know Jesus, then we know who God is, and we can trust that knowledge. Uh, The second thing is that in the light of Christ, we see ourselves for who we really are. And we're able to get a sense of our true worth in that. There's um, a light that emanates from Christ that helps us see who we are and calls us to be better. And then the third thing is because we are children of the light, we must always be committed to truth. Mm. And it's interesting to think about how uh, goodness and righteousness and truth all work together and feed one another so that we can truly be children of the light. I love that. And, and, you know, you think about being a child of the light or being a bright Christian, you think about that goodness and righteousness and truth. You know, we, we're called to be the people that, that share hope and love and peace with other people. And that's part of the way we do that, by being good and kind, by living out our relationship with God and, and becoming generous and becoming more holy, speaking truth and being the truth. You know, on Christmas Eve, one of my favorite, favorite things that we get to do as a church family is that we sing Silent Night and we pass mm-hmm. the candlelight around the room. And it goes from one candle, the Christ candle, and, and we get to have the opportunity as pastors to light our candles at the Christ candle and then take it around the room. And every single person in that sanctuary or chapel on Christmas Eve is receiving light. And we often remind people, you know, somebody shared the light with you. You need to go and share light with other people. 
Um, God spoke light into the darkness, and the darkness shall never overcome it. But we're also, like you said, children of the light, Mm -hmm. and we need to burn bright. Yeah. Because if we don't, it's going to look pretty dark. It's going to look pretty dark in the world. Mm -hmm. The more that Christians shine light, I think we become not only children of light, but children of hope who know that the darkness will never overcome the light. Well, thank you for being with us today on another uh, episode of Table Talk. And we're going to come back next Wednesday with an episode about our second word. But before we, we wrap up today, we want to share with you another important word from one of our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by Stairs. Have you ever needed to get to the second or third floor of a building and the elevator's broken? Stairs can help you with that. Stairs have been around since the beginning of time and they have helped mankind continue to climb upward. Try Stairs today. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and hearing uh, what we had to say about light. Um, I hope that it will spur you to maybe do your own study. You know, if you've got a concordance in the back of your Bible, just look up light uh, and just read through all of the verses that contain that word. And you can you can do your own study there. Uh, one thing, one thought, I guess, that we want to leave you with is that creation began with light and God's eternal light is forever. If you read in Revelation, if you do your own study, you'll you'll find this, uh, you'll find that verse in Revelation where it says that we will have no need for the sun or moon for God's glory will be our light. And goodness, that gives us hope, doesn't it? It does. Yes, let's be children of the light. Amen. We'll see you next week. Bye.